Did you know that pride is not always a bad thing? <laughs> Typically, we think of being prideful as bad, as the, it's the opposite of Jesus, right? Who lived all his life in humility and then lowered himself to death on a cross to raise us and seat us in heavenly places. But there is a certain kind of pride that's actually good. Paul states it in Galatians 6, 4-6. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone, without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Now, previously, Paul had compared the works of the flesh with the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, 19-23. And now we're invited to examine our current actions and compare them with how we used to live. If we used to operate in the flesh, burdened down, overtaken by sin, and caught in sin traps, but now we've learned how to walk by the Spirit by coming to the cross. Well, we can take pride in that, rejoice in that, that is real progress. Now, what we're not doing here, we're not comparing ourselves with someone else. We avoid the snare of compare, you know, where we think, sure, I'm not perfect, but at least I don't do what that person does. No, that is not the comparing to which Paul is referring. Paul's talking specifically about comparing yourself today with your former self we should take note of the difference between the new creation that we are today from the old self. Compare that life in sinful bondage with our life in cross-purchased freedom. And we should have pride in ourselves when we see that the Spirit of God has set us free from the burden of sin and the law. What makes this pride good and not sinful is our understanding of how God brought about these changes in us. We look at verse 6. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. You see, it's the instruction in the word, and Paul means the word of the cross. It's receiving gospel instruction that is freeing and enables you to walk by the Spirit and take pride in yourself. Now, when Onesimus was a runaway thief, for example, and sin had trapped him, and the law condemned him, but as Paul instructed him in the word of the cross, the word of forgiveness, Onesimus embraced it, which enabled him to go back to the one he stole from, Philemon, as a brother. That's in Philemon 1.16. And to be received as if he were the apostle Paul himself. And that's in verse 17. Onesimus could take pride in himself for no longer living according to the works of the flesh, but now as one who walked by the Spirit. And he should share all the good things in his life with Paul, who taught him to look at the cross. So, imagine this for a minute. Someone is overtaken in sin. They're trapped and enslaved. 
But then they hear the message of the cross. They are called to turn their eyes to Jesus, to see the Lamb of God suffering the penalty of their sin, to see his blood flowing like a fountain to cleanse them. They see the nails in Jesus' flesh to free them from sin's penalty and power. They see Jesus die in their place to rescue them from the evil that was threatening to kill them. They see the cross. They believe the good news and are freed from their trap as they receive the Spirit and begin walking by His power. They look and live differently now as they have abandoned the works of the flesh and are now bearing the fruits of the Spirit. And Paul would say to this liberated one and to each one of us, take pride in yourself. Look at the transformation. You've gone from operating in the works of the flesh to walking by the power of the Spirit. Take pride in yourself and boast in the cross. For in the cross, the world was crucified to you and you to the world. How opposite of the world that is, isn't it? The world takes pride in their sin and glories in their shame. But believers can take pride in themselves as they glory in the cross.